If your character backstory is longer than the GM's campaign notes, then you just might be playing it wrong. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcast about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Hello, 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 and what is this, like, uh, episode 9, I think? Yeah, it's it's 9. We'll say it's 9, season 4. Sounds good. I should actually keep track of those things, shouldn't I? So, what's been up this week? Well, not much. We played the Blight campaign this last Thursday. Um, they had a rough time with some were-rats. We had one character death. Silas, the Esmir assassin, died horribly at the hands of the were-rats. And they almost got their butts kicked if it weren't for their friendly neighborhood flesh golem that the druid was kindly enough to uh, befriend. What else is going on here? It's been a good week, so we're having a celebratory steak dinner tonight, baked potato salad, whole nine yards, doing it at home, having a nice bottle of wine, and going to call it a weekend to get charged up for next week. So let's... What am I doing here? Oh, yes. I'm I'm getting most of the technical glitches out. If it sounds a little crappy. It's because I ran over my microphone with my desk chair uh, yesterday, and hopefully it's not going to be too bad. Maybe that's just fate's way of saying, God damn it, just buy a new microphone, dude. All right, what else we got? Oh, a stakeholder report. So, yes, I did my taxes, and, well, much of this is my own fault. So um, I ended up, uh, as far as for the blog and everything else that went along associated with that, I ended up about, oh, losing 100 bucks, and that is why I started the Patreon, which I'll give you the link at the end, like I always do. But I'm just letting you know this is one of the reasons why I did, because, well, I would like to at least break even. I know I can't get rich, but, hey, breaking even would be cool. And that's all the intro crap that's going on right now, so uh, let's get to the meat of this episode, which is... Well, I actually started like two weeks ago when I talked about when we didn't have a DM and we didn't know what to do. I was thinking like, damn it, why don't I just like make a something like between White Box and Swords and Wizardry Light, something kind of like in between small PDF or small book and just like carry it on my bag just in case. Of course, this thought process went on further, and I said, Self, here's an important thing that everyone needs to learn. Make your own fantasy heartbreaker. Do it. There's no reason not to. You don't even have to publish it. I mean, you can print it on PDF, or you could just like put it on Lulu and just print it for yourself and your group. It doesn't matter. But go ahead and make your own dang fantasy heartbreaker. Now, this is special if you're one of those old-school types because there's so damn much stuff out there. You've got old-school essentials. Uh, Swords and Wizardry, Lamentations of the Flame Princess, Labyrinth Lord, Mazes and Perils, Basic Fantasy, just to name the ones off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, there's like Blue Home, and I don't remember what... I, those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. And each one of them has something little interesting thrown in there now and then. It's like, okay, that's really cool. I want to put it in my game, even though I'm running a different game. So why not take all of those little bits from each one that you think is cool and put it into one game and make it yours and make it for your table and enjoy the hell out of it. And if you want to share it to the world for free or for a couple bucks, do it. Do it without shame. Do it with enthusiasm and... Just that bravado that comes with, here's the crap I put together. Yes, you know, a a wise reviewer may say, it's good and original, but the parts that are good aren't original, and the parts that's original aren't good. But hey, it's my game, concise, put together, what I like. I mean, 
this is what I've done with Swords and Wizards in my game, realizing that looking at it, I've taken rules from a lot of those other games that I've mentioned before that, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to. It's like, I've got my clone, I've got my game, and I'm not I'm not moving out of it. Well, move out of it. Put the put the that, I mean, that's especially for old school games. So much of that stuff is interchangeable and there's so many tweaks. Mazes and Pearls has a neat thing about wizard spell books and having people go insane. Hey, that's getting added. I kind of like that tweak with the uh, <clears throat> Turning Undead is a first level cleric spell. I threw that in there. Um, kind of uh, did a riff on the Lamentation skill uh, system a couple times on the blog. And I've used it in a couple games. I'm not using it in this one. I'll probably use it in the future ones. Even if you break it down to even spells or unique spells or that some spells are just slightly different than other in, in each version. Just if you've got them, most of the PDFs are free or dirt cheap. Take them together, put it together, make the game that's unique to you that you want to enjoy. And that's what's great about the OSRs because you can do those things because it's easy. You're not going to break the system like an old Pathfinder or possibly 5e. But that's it. Go ahead, do that. Name it whatever you want. And, you know, I'm doing that in a way I've done that. I've got it on my computer. I've been doing it a lot of times. I've posted sometimes on the blog on about it. I'm calling it Yark. It's yet another retro clone. I don't know. I may put it on Lulu. I may put it on drive-thru. I don't know. I may compile it together. It's, it, But I can. I will. I might. I probably I just might put it just on the blog. I might put it on the Patreon. I don't know. But go ahead. Do that, people. Have fun with the game. Have fun tweaking the rules. Make the game that you want to play and that your group wants to play. It's that simple. Don't be harnessed by, this is what's published and this is what we must play. Screw that. And that, my friends, endeth the rant because, well, it's still got a few things. It's still, yes, I'm talking to myself in the third person and with a neutral pronoun. So it's still got things it's got to do this weekend, like put the lotion on its skin. And I'm hoping that most of you at least get that joke. All right, let's move on to other things, because I got that rant done. And as a gentle reminder, I have not heard anything else about it from Eric Jenkar. He hasn't posted anything on his blog. He's at TotalCon this weekend, and I guess he's got a bit of the con cred before he even left. Remember, next weekend is going to be Swords of Wizardry Appreciation Day again on the blogosphere. Yes, I'm going to be throwing some stuff up there. A couple things. A couple posts. So Stay tuned for that. <laughs> I'm trying to talk, and it's very, very difficult. And... You see, I've been working on getting the technical part right for the blog, for the blogcast. Yes, it's a blogcast now. Um, like, ma stop making up words. And now I'm trying to work harder on the stuff inside my head of having it be more enunciated and speaking slower, which I know sometimes I speak much too quickly. Or softly for the cheap-ass microphone I have. And speaking of Swords of Wizardry, sorry, I'm eating some organic gummy bears because it was a free sample. Um, yeah, I'm also eating while I'm doing podcasts now. I find it relaxes me. But anyway, also speaking of Swords of Wizardry, the Kickstarter is still going strong until March 4th. Let's break $100,000. Yeah, why the hell not? I already got my money in there. And speaking of Kickstarters, that zine quest is going wild and crazy. And congratulations to all the people who have completed their runs and funded their Kickstarters. And the ones that are still going, I ran out of money, okay? Sorry, guys. I just ran out of money. But there's lots of cool stuff coming out. Uh, cool stuff coming out in the blog. Cool stuff coming out on the Patreon. And next, guess what's coming? Some cool stuff from Ancient Tomes of Knowledge.
Yeah, fuck the bumper. I'm just going to go into it because this is going to be a short episode. Uh, because what are we at? What are we at? We, we, we went over the Sogwin last time. So uh, that means we're still in the monster section of Supplement 2 Blackmore. Because this is original D&D. This is the Little Brown Books. And this is where a lot of that stuff come from. And looking at what it ended up is in current editions, it's completely unrecognizable. <coughs> because the next creature in the book is floating eyes, which are actually small fish with a huge central eye. They have the power to hypnotize a victim or to put fear into them. It's a hypno fish like from The Simpsons. Um, then we have the Zigzagzal. Yeah, it's the race of chaotic cleric philosophers that look like mana race. Um, yeah, it's whatever. Uh, which I can, I can say half of these damn things. And the monsters, they're uh, nomadic people who ride eels and, and are found along canyon floors roaming the depths in search of food. Um, yeah, so I guess they're, I don't know. They have Morkoth or Morlock. A shrouded wraith of the deep who makes his home in a series of spiraling tunnels, which when viewed from above, form a hypnotic hypnotic pattern that will exert a pulling force on anyone passing within 24 inches. <coughs> and that's kind of Poisonous coral. It sits there and kills you. Mashers. Things that eat coral. Strangleweed. It's sort of like strangly seaweed. Lycanthropes. Any warm-blooded creature has the potential to become were-creature if it lives through an attack by a lycanthrope that bites it. Should the wound be suffered in the spring under a full moon, only a cleric of 10th level or higher can it may affect a cure. There is always a chance that the victim will... that the victim's were-self will assert itself, thus causing a split personality. To determine this, compare the were-creature's strength and intelligence to that of the victim by using the methods used on intelligent egotistical swords. <coughs> um, yeah. Okay, yeah, lycanthropes, yeah. But rough, rough stats on lycanthropes here. I'm sorry, I just... This is crazy. Um, yeah, it is, because... Um, another aspect of lycanthropy is that men who are bitten by an animal will assume that animal's form. There's the stats, other than only harmed by magic, silver, or magic weapons. The lycanthropes... And part of this also is I can't speak. Lycanthropy causes the following modifications. Two to four times the regular number of hit dice, plus 20% speed. AC goes up by one. And add one to three each to constitution and strength. And that's it on all lycanthropes. I'm sure, I'm sure they're in the start somewhere at the beginning, the monster chart. Um, well, let's double check back. Uh, no, they're not. I don't see them. All right. No, no real stats. Okay, nymphs um, are like dryads bit in the water. Mottled worms, it's sort of like a purple worm bit in the water. Gnomes, in case you want to know, underwater gnomes, they just live in uh, air-enclosed cities along with kobolds. A leech is a leech is a leech. Uh, ochre jelly and green slime. Well, when it's underwater, it's still ochre jelly and green slime. I don't know why they had to add that. Evil high priest, except they live underwater. Castles surrounded by a spell which allows those within to breathe water. Um, roper, gelatinous cube. Those would be really, I mean, yeah, they're underwater. Sea hag. 
there's a water gargoyle, there's a water hobgoblin, and of course the water ghouls. Yeah, that's really exciting, wasn't it? Now, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I am rather excited about this episode, but these, this monster section is like really kind of like, doesn't have that much for good straight material for me to make stupid jokes about. And what are we going to go up next? You know what, that's good, it's monster material. We can go over the uh, new magic items next time, and that will also take us into the Temple of the Frog, which is an adventure that's in Blackmore, and it pretty much takes up the rest of the book, if I look at it right. And the thing is, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go through the entire freaking adventure for you, because that would be boring. And it might be spoilers in case somebody wants to actually run this thing. So, um, yeah, I know, it's a short episode, shorter than usual, but you know what? Sometimes it happens. I'd rather do a short episode than, like, drone on for another, like, eight minutes while you're going, like, what the F is this guy talking about? So with that, dear general listeners, please visit us on Facebook, They Might Be Gazebos. Visit the blog. There's going to be neat stuff coming up on the blog at They Might Be, they might be Gazebos.blog. It works better when I sing it, doesn't it? Or visit us on Patreon so I don't, like, lose money this year and my wife gets mad at me. It's patreon.com forward slash they might be gazebos. Once again, thank you for listening, and hey, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. And I'm doing a funny voice. I'm doing my funny announcer voice. Thanks for listening. Bye.